0: If you're keeping your running the same, you're running the same miles, the same hard efforts, and you just switch from 10 millimeter to zero, your body is gonna tell you that, hey, whoa, what did you do? Because now you've totally changed the muscle demands that are required. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is brought to you by can, UCAN Nutrition is powered by Superstarch and delivers that steady, long-lasting energy without the spike and then the crash. I have been using UCAN Energy during all of my long runs and races since its inception. I absolutely love the Berry Hydrate to replenish my electrolytes for those sweaty runs. UCAN's Energy Drinks with its revolutionary Superstarch has done wonders in sustaining energy for my runners during their long runs and races as well. Now, I really enjoy the plant-based salted peanut butter or cherry almond UCAN Energy Bars, which are great before or after a workout and is even great during a busy workday. I eat those when I'm pressed for time to keep my energy levels with healthy nutrition between my clients or before podcast episodes. Since you are part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 15% off all your orders at ucan.co. just use the code healthy runner during checkout. When placing your order, go ahead and give you can a try. Trust me. You won't regret it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. In this video, I'm going to be talking to you about heel drop. And what is the heel drop in your running shoe? So this is actually going to be a special episode on the podcast. This is going to be a short one, but I wanted to clarify what heel drop was because I've been talking about this a lot recently and really I'm going to be talking about this topic as it pertains to myself being a physical therapist, treating many injured runners and helping many injured runners get over their running injuries, as well as a running coach. So I'm kind of bringing it to you from both perspectives, but I'm going to really be sharing with you what I've learned about running shoes and how they can contribute to the pain that you may be having. Now, last two weeks, we talked about Achilles pain in runners. And one of the big causative factors that I see a lot, and that has been shown in the literature is actually a sudden change in your heel drop in your shoe. So when I mentioned that in the last two episodes, I feel like maybe there were a lot of people who really had no clue what I was talking about, what is the heel drop in a shoe. So I wanted to create this episode to really share with you and give you some visuals. So if you are listening to this on the podcast, I would highly check out the YouTube version of this video in the show notes below, but I'm gonna be giving you a little compare and contrast to let you know what the difference in heel drop. So I think it's probably easiest to go from what you're probably most familiar with. And again, really putting this into context is the lower, I've been hearing more and more about this within the running industry in going to minimalism and minimalist shoes and heel drops and lower heel drops. And there's been some chatter out there that lower heel drop might be better for you as a runner to go into. Now, it really all depends, honestly, because going to a lower heel drop will shift more of your weight to the front part of your foot. And depending upon what type of foot type you have, what types of aches and pains you've had that could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? So as it pertains to Achilles pain, as we talked about in the last two episodes, and by the way, those of you who are jumping here on the live, uh, let me know who's here. I wanna know who is here jumping in for the special episode on the live. And if you're catching the replay, just type in hashtag team replay special edition because tomorrow, guys, uh, this is actually going to be a, a... a jam-packed week. We have a ton of great content planned for you within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, some live episodes. So tomorrow, just to give a little pitch, Tuesday, new, new day, new time. We're going live with my colleague from down under um, Australia. We got Brody Sharp coming on from the Run Smarter podcast. And he's going to come on to talk to us about running form. So we've never really done a deep dive episode yet on the podcast, on running technique, running form. What is it? Should you be a heel striker? Should you be a toe striker, a forefoot, midfoot striker? What is the best running form? Um, What's out there in the literature? And what has been shown for some of the injuries that can be prevented um, as we run. So that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So for those of you who never can tune in to our Monday Night Spark Lives at 8 p.m., like right now, it's literally 8.23. um, And you're like getting ready for bed. You're going to sleep because you're waking up at 4.30. uh, If you're like me, a 5 a.m. runner. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., no excuses. So if you can tune in live tomorrow with Brody and I, um, I would appreciate that. And then honestly, a great, great, follow-up to what I'm going to talk about today is our live episode. We're going to have the following week, um, which is going to be on a Wednesday. So I created these events yesterday within our Facebook group. Um, So within the Healthy Runner Facebook group on March 31st at 7 p.m. We're going to be going live with my running shoe guy, my expert of running shoes. That is Matt Santillo from Woodbridge Running Company. He is a wealth of knowledge and I pick his brain every single time I'm in there. I'm in there for at least an hour every single time I buy my running shoes. Um, So I'm going to bring him on to answer all of your running shoe questions. So if you want a deeper dive into what I'm going to give you an intro of tonight, then check out that live episode, attend the live, ask Matt your questions about your running shoes Um, because he loves that stuff. I love learning more about running shoes. And I guess those of you who are here on the live, first off, do you call it running shoes or do you call them running sneakers? Let me know. Let me know in the comment box. So thank you guys for being here with me. And let's get into this topic of running shoes or do you call it running sneakers? I would love to be able to see who... All right. So we got a lot of shoes going. So no sneakers yet. I don't know if that was like a New York thing. So I grew up in Long Island, New York, and we always called sneakers. And I didn't start hearing about running shoes until I came uh, to Connecticut. So I don't know if, if that's like a New Yorker thing. Uh, if us New Yorkers from Long Island, um, call it running sneakers. But it'd be interesting to see if anyone else uh, calls sneakers. So let's get into this. Heel drop. What is the heel drop in a shoe? The heel drop is simply the distance from your heel to the front of the shoe. So it's the amount of drop, the angle from your heel to where your toe is. So as you can see in this shoe, this is more of a traditional running shoe that I have here. And this is a Nike Myler React actually. And, You can see this is more set up like a traditional running shoe. So that has a higher heel drop. So this is actually a 10 millimeter heel drop. Now let's contrast this with the other end of the spectrum, which is a zero drop shoe. So these are my ultras here. And you can see the distance from the heel down to the forefoot or the toe is it's almost like a straight line right, straight line, not a straight line. So you can see that big distance here on the uh, getting the visual, right? So you can see the difference in heel drop. And then we got like the in-between, we got the in-between. So these are my Saucony Canberras. So these are like halfway in between essentially. Um, And this is actually a four millimeter heel drop. So this is actually what I do my speed work in and my races is a four millimeter heel drop. I also run in Hoka Clifton's. I wish I brought them with me to show you that because that's actually has to do with the stack height. And there is a thick stack height in a Hoka um, Clifton or most of the Hoka, all of the Hoka shoes pretty much um, have a high stack height, but they actually don't have a high heel drop. So most of the heel drops are actually five millimeters, I think six millimeters um, or four. So they are more in the mid area, as opposed to our traditional kind of 10 uh, millimeter heel drop that you might see in a shoe. So that's the heel drop. And really what that is going to do is if I were to run in these here, these ultras, what my foot is going to do is it's going to have a less likelihood of a chance of heel striking. And it's gonna transfer my weight when I hit the ground more to the midfoot or the forefoot. So it's gonna put pressure here in the foot. And what that's gonna do is increase the demand on my posterior structures. So what we talked about in the last two trainings, the Achilles, and for those of you who are watching this video and you have no clue what I'm talking about when I'm mentioning Achilles training, If you want that video or the replay of the two episodes I did on that, just type in Achilles into the comment box and I will shoot that over to you. Um, We've actually added that into a blog post with some nice visuals and some nice written instruction of the things I talked about in that episode. So I think that there'll be a great resource for you if you are struggling with Achilles pain or you're noticing your Achilles is feeling kind of tight since you've actually dropped down because you heard it was good to do a zero drop shoe or less of a heel drop. And since you've made that switch, you've now developed some tightness in your Achilles or your calf muscles feel really tight. Then this is why, because the demands when you run is gonna be placed on the back part of your Achilles and your calf complex. And if you don't have the strength and the resiliency in that tendon to withstand that amount of force with your training, then they're gonna feel tight. And they might start to develop some symptoms of Achilles tendinopathy or Achilles tendinitis, what we talked about last week. So, the key is, as you're, if you are trying to uh, lower your heel drop down, then you need to do it, number one, gradually. So, gradually progressing, as opposed to going from this sneaker one day and now you're going into this sneaker or shoe, as you call it, running shoe, then if you're keeping your running the same, you're running the same miles, the same hard efforts, and you just switch from 10 millimeter to zero, your body is gonna tell you that, hey, whoa, what did you do? Because now you've totally changed the muscle demands that are required. Since I started doing my strength training in my zero drop shoes, I feel my calf muscles on fire for a lot of my exercises, all the exercises in our healthy runner strength program, right? Our explosive lunge. I feel that calf muscle firing up for my calf raises. I feel my calf muscles working so much harder um, because it places more demand on, on them. Now I have been weaning off of my heel drop for probably a year, year and a half and because i know the literature and i know running injuries i know that i need to allow my body to adapt over time and and what's key is i need to strength train in order to allow my body to adapt to withstand those forces so i do personally subscribe to and we're going to talk about this tomorrow with brody in our um our running form and running technique, but cadence with running and improving your cadence and trying, when you improve your cadence, you're going to strike more in the midfoot or the forefoot as you go forward. So if your goal is to try to improve that, then that's going to put a lot more muscular demand on your posterior muscles. So the calf muscle really, okay? The calf muscle complex and your Achilles tendon. So you need to do it gradually and you need to strength train at least two to three times a week that muscle in order to run, all right? So that's kind of the basic framework of our blueprint, but hopefully this visual, and I think the, the papa bear, the mama bear, and the little kid bear, I guess, um, kind of give you that visual on heel drop and what it is. The other thing, since I have my shoes here, why don't I talk a little bit about stability as well? and give you a little bonus content of the stability of a shoe. So these ultras that I use for my strength training are very, very low heel drop, as we talked about, and are very flexible, meaning I can literally bend the shoe in half. So again, if you think about, is this going to provide a lot of support for my running? No, it's not because I can literally bend it in half. So is it going to support my foot? Now, if you have a really flat foot and you don't have the muscle strength in your intrinsic foot muscles to tolerate that, then your foot will probably start getting symptoms and you will get some plantar fasciitis or, you know, heel pain or Achilles pain or possibly metatarsalgia, where it's where we get pain on the bottom of your kind of forefoot area, right under the bones in the foot. If you don't have that stability or strength built up in your foot to tolerate the demands of such a flexible shoe for me i've been gradually weaning up my strength training and and really since the pandemic hit when i started working out in my house and i gradually built up working the strength of my foot muscles the stability on one leg with less support under my foot where i use these for all my workouts now but again, you want to think about gradually moving into something like that. But that really looks at the how flexible your shoe is. And then if you contrast that with this Nike here, you can see when I try to bend this foot. So this is like kind of the shoe test. So kind of one test you can do to see how stable your running shoes are is do the shoe test. Turn it over, try to bend it in half. Can you bend it in half? Or does it only bend in the forefoot where your foot should bend when you run? As you can see, I am. This is not bending in the arch, right? So, this is more of a stability shoe. And if I try to twist it, I can see it really doesn't twist a whole lot. Again, contrast that with my Ultra. When I bend it, it bends in the arch, right? So, it's not going to stabilize my arch at all. It's not bending at the forefoot. So, again, my foot structure, either my bones, my ligaments need to have a, a really good structure, or I need to have the strength built up in those muscles that's going to kind of create that little arch effect to my foot when I'm running so it's not collapsing my arch here. And if you notice this moves a whole lot, right? So this is no stability and this would be a stability shoe. You know, they do make the motion control shoes which are like a brick and they don't move at all. So if you really want, if you're a really heavy runner, a big runner, um, a large runner and your foot has no stability and you've had a history of foot pain, foot injuries, then that's probably the shoe that you wanna be in. So looking a little bit about stability, while I had my props here, I figured I'll show you some of that. And honestly, that's really it. This is going to be a quick episode. I will definitely open it up to some questions. If you guys do have questions, Tracy, what is going on? Good to see you. Nice to see you here on the live. Uh, So Joe says lower heel drop shoes have been shown to reduce knee loading and ultimately reduce pain. Yes, indeed, Um, Joe, so great point there, um, especially because the lower heel drop is gonna force the pressure more at the forefoot, right? And take it away from the heel, which is gonna decrease the joint reaction forces to the knee joint. So great point there, Joe, thank you for adding that. And guys, knee pain, runner's knee, IT band syndrome, um, very, very common in runners. So this can be a helpful strategy to take off some of the load from the knee. However, remember, you are kind of translating more force to your foot. So if you do have a history of, like I said, metatarsalgia, stress fractures in the metatarsals, then you might not want to do that, right? So that may not be something that um, you would want to do. So again, it really is dependent upon what your goals are as a runner what your injury history has been, has it been more at the knee or has it been more at the foot? And then what are you doing to address those things? And the keys are really stability and stabilization. And I've posted it before, but let me know if you need them. I do have some foot intrinsic muscle stabilization exercises. I love to give my runners, especially those who have had foot pain. So plantar fasciitis, especially to work on the stability. So foot doming, short foot exercise, we call it. Um, I will drop that link in the uh, video below, but if you guys who are here on the live, want that link, just type in foot stability and I'll know to shoot you that YouTube, uh, link, uh, from a YouTube channel. But those are the things that you need to be working on in order to make that transition. You can't just make the transition because you heard it was good or you read it in a Runner's World uh, article one day and you saw that a bunch of Olympians were running in zero drop shoes. So you wanted to do that. You need to really train your body to tolerate the demands of that load. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Like I said, this is gonna be a short one. Keep it short, simple, sweet. I know we usually do long form, but if you want the long form, tune in tomorrow night um, or tomorrow evening, I should say, on Tuesday for my interview with Brody Sharp from the Run Smarter podcast. Um, We're going to be talking about running form, running technique. And remember, next week on March 31st, we're going to be going live within the Healthy Runner group with uh, Matt Santillo from Woodridge Running Company who's going to do a deeper dive on running shoes. And I see there's a couple people here who call them running sneakers. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. So, uh, Robin, I'm glad I, I wasn't the only one. And yeah, Joe says in the old days, there were sneakers. So yeah, I guess that was me, uh, growing up in the, in the olden days. Now I can say with, uh, my grays going on here, sporting the, uh, the young 40 grays and, So hopefully this was helpful for you guys to understand a little bit about heel drop. Think about what your goals are and really think about what is gonna be best for your body. If this was helpful for you and you have a runner in our Healthy Runner Facebook community that you think should listen to this, tag them in the comment box below. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys soon. All right, as always, stay active, stay healthy, just keep running. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcast? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training. And you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is... That you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout-out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand-new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.